people, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right oh, now. Come off it. We're no, not in no. a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit and no fucking redemption. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. <laughs> not the end of the world. I ain't going with you. I'll go with child. Hey, fuck you, Palmer! I'm going with you! Who says I want you going with me? All right, cut the bullshit! Because the whole world gone crazy! Hey! Everybody calm the fuck down. It's a wonder, wonder woman. You're so wild. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. My name is Anders Holmes and I'm joined by my brother Adam over Skype in America. Hello. How are you doing? All right, thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm down here with uh, our our lovely mother. Can, can I tell you a really funny story which happened today with uh, me and mum? Uh, sure, okay. It's 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 really funny, but also at the same well, time. You should never say that before you tell a story. You should just say, I, "Can I tell you a story?" Because if it's not funny, I'm going to absolutely destroy you. Okay, so I was working on editing a podcast uh, episode today, and our our mother came into the room and said she was hearing some jingle in the middle of nowhere. Like she was like hearing like this jingle and stuff like that, and she was asking me, "Is like, can you hear this song?" And I was like, "What song? This song? I I keep hearing this song." It's like someone might have lost their phone and it's ringing out in the field. I'm like, I can't hear anything. And so I, you know, went to the house and then I was walking around and he's just like, Christ, I can hear it again. Like, come over here and try and listen out for it and stuff. And I was like, I can't hear anything. And she was like, no, I can hear it. It's like, it's, I've been hearing it so much today. And then I, and then I like got a little bit closer to it. And then I was like, oh wait, I can hear it. And then I sort of looked down and then I just picked up her iPad, put it into my ear, and I was like, it's coming from your iPad. It's coming from the game that you're playing on your iPad. Okay. <laughs> it was just like, because the volume was so low, but then it was even like even more sort of tiring because I was trying to explain to her it was coming from the game and not from the actual iPad. It wasn't like the, the iPad just decided to like go, like just decide to play a jingle. It was coming from her game, but the volume was so low, it sounded like it was coming from a distance. Right. See, see, this, when you set that up, you said that was a really funny story. Really, it just sounds like two people <laughs> dealing with a slightly odd but run-of-the-mill situation. One of whom is in their sixties, so has a little bit more troubling on the trouble understanding technology. Well, I found it funny. I, we, we, we me and... Well, you know, we are in lockdown, so you got to get your amusement where you can, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, um, we, we, we both. I mean, we both found it. My day, I suppose. I can tell you that. <laughs> we, we both, we both found it extremely amusing. Well, good for you guys. Um, I I think that's very adorable. I um yeah. I also uh, I mean I, I I had to deal with well we had a bit of an issue with our cats because they brought in a mouse that was alive and it was running around the house while I was alone and I tried to get it out and then the dog realized it was there tried to chase after it stumbled trying to get it because he slipped on the floor and then the mouse was able to get out and flee into a bush 
And then the dog tried to go after it into the bush, but then the cat, I mean, not the cat, the mouse was able to escape, but the dog was still trying to look for it. And they just, I was just like, now we're in a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, you know, but despite, you know, everything, it, you know, it did put a smile on my face, all those sort of, <laughs> all those things. All those going on in the countryside, yeah. Yep. Um, I saw a snake yesterday, which I was pleased with. Oh, um, nice. A baby gas snake, so I'll, I'll always like to see that. Yep, that was pretty much the only wildlife news I've got. Uh, chipmunks are out in force here. and um, Nature is yeah. coming back out a little bit with everyone. Nature is healing. <laughs> yeah, we are the virus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um but, so, uh, so what are we, what are you recommending today? So I'm going to be recommending a film which I just saw recently, and it was a film I just watched for the first time, and it is the very psychedelic, bonkers, uh, science fiction film from 1968, uh, directed by Roger uh, Vadim, which it was based on a comic series of the same name by Jean Claude Forrest, and he. Uh, the director had expressed interest in uh, to doing comics and science fi- and science fiction, and he was hired by uh, by producer Dino De Laurentiis, and they purchased the rights to the series, and they tried to cast several actors in the role: uh, Brigitte Bardot and Sophia Loren. But uh, uh, Roger Vadim went with his then wife at the time to play the role, and that was Jane Fonda. And the film that she was starring in as the lead role was Barbarella. Oh yes, Barbarella. Have you seen um, it? Yes, I've seen it. Um, it is um, is quite it's quite the movie. It is it is not a good film. It is it's um, it, it's a tremendously it, entertaining film. I mean, it's very funny to watch. Now. Yeah, I mean the, the the there are so many. Yeah, it's and I wonder. It's it's funny as well because it's also sort of a. It has moments of like softcore pornography. And then other times of extreme campness that sort of it oscillates between the two. Um, there are some, there are some hilarious bits of casting, like Marcel Marceau. I mean, what the fuck? And um, and the um, and then the thing where she gets. I mean, there are just some like decisions that even the height of the Bond Roger Moore era wouldn't have made, like the orgasmatron machine that she gets put in. Or, yeah, you know. Uh, the, or like the... touching hands and taking a pill that's supposed to like that's how people have sex in that period of time that the film's set in yeah it's 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 really like what the hell's going on uh, but the, but it's no question that it was a huge it had a huge impact when it came out um yeah it, ma- it not made... least on the like sexual fantasies of a generation of men yeah it made her it made jane i mean i know that jade fonda went off to do much better films after that and became like a huge feminist icon but it made it i mean someone used the term sex kitten in it to describe like her sort of like role in the film and like like watching it i was like this is a film that is definitely a product of its time and that type of film in the way that it's made definitely would not get made today but if they were going to make a film like remake barbarella they would they would pick different costumes and have a different style to it yeah because the whole the whole you know you, the whole idea of this universe where there's no you know violence and no sex and it's like except it's an extremely violent and film filled with sex i mean it's like and, and they there is this sense with some of the roles that she did around this time that she wasn't really sort of in on the joke whereas actually she's way way smarter than that and she's definitely 
knows what's going on, but she gets cut, she gets put in these sort of naive parts. I'm thinking also of Cat Baloo, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, what well, are parts where they just end up like basically exploiting the fact that she's a sexy young woman um, and not doing very much else with it, which is why what she then goes on to do in the 70s with films like Clute is so good. She escapes the sort of confines of, you know, because this is the thing for all the like talk of free love and like whatever in the 60s, so much, it's really like, it's free love with an asterisk about like, you know, like think, and even think about the films that were being made by French directors in the sixties and by American directors. Like, the leading lady so often is in bed with the director, yeah. whether it's Anna Karina, whether it's Jane, but you know, it's, it, it's, it hasn't changed any. It's not like we've moved on. Um, you know, it's still just as gross that the, the, you know the gender stuff is still just as disgusting as it as it ever was and or just as weird as it ever was and bound up in like weird power dynamics and um like prioritizing male fantasy so yeah yeah i mean a cautionary tale yeah it is a very i think it's very self-aware of the type of film that it is it almost has it i mean it knows that it's this weird sci-fi movie and it has like this kind of 60s vibe to it and all these like psychedelic moments that just feel like they were just taking drugs the entire time while making this movie i mean one of the writers on this movie was terry southern who wrote the script for easy rider so there's that yeah i think there is definitely an i mean the film is a camp classic it knows yeah to some degree that it's ridiculous and it has and has a certain amount of self-awareness although it also has a just enough of a sense that they are trying to make a serious film to make it also you know to to make it ridiculous in that sense it's not a it's not a parody but it's also not entirely serious so that does make it really fun and it's very endearing to watch uh for that reason it doesn't take also like made on a shoestring it's and like so the, my... the effects that they choose are, are not just uh you know interesting and psychedelic they're also necessary but like all the even like the dialogue is so like stylized that it doesn't like take itself too seriously like there's like love. yeah <laughs> love and like anita pallenberg who plays the black queen she keeps calling like barbarella by pretty and things like that and even like mile milo o'shea who was great in as the judge in the film the verdict who plays uh duran duran which is where the band takes the, gets the name from yeah and he's just like crazy and all over the place and even like david hemmings as well who you know was quite well known for uh blow up, blow up at this time and you know he 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 had a very sort of he did a bunch of movies like he sort of you know he did films like sink the bismarck and you know he did films like this and blow up and uh yeah I mean, there's, there's good i mean there's good people in the movie yeah there's some there's great there's of, great people in the film also, but also it's, it's so funny to think about this and it? it put it in, in in place and time you know we we revere the end of the 60s and you know, we think of the, the end of the 60s as like the beginning of a new era of hollywood with the graduate the wild bunch butch yeah. cassidy and the sundance kid midnight cowboy 2001 a space odyssey and barbara <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a lot of people and blow up and you know just blow up and, and yeah. all these films that are being made at this time um, it's a very supposedly revolutionary, but you can't. You, whenever you look at any era of pop cultural history, you have to reckon with the fact that a lot of crap is being made at the same time, and Barbarella <laughs> sits like a cherry on top yeah. of that turd pie. Um, and it really is. Um, I think it's. I think it's just a lot of fun. Like I do. I do think that you're right to recommend it. People should watch it. It's not. It's. It's a bad movie, but it's a good bad movie. Yeah. It. 
I mean, it's crap, but it's good crap, and it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's not. It's never boring. Like I was watching the film, I didn't really know what to expect. The only thing I had watched was like the beginning little bits of the movie, and that was it. I didn't really know what else. You just watched the naked Jane Fonda. Bit. No, it was. It was. It was, what it was no, it was playing on TV, and I was watching it. I don't oh, know. Oh what... yeah, it just happened to be on. No, I was like, through the channels. No, I think it was during the day or something. We and like, oh, I got asked to like do something, and then I turned the TV off, and then I forgot about it or something like that. I don't know. I don't know why I I didn't carry on watching it. I but then I wow. I saw it on DVD in in a store here in Copenhagen, which sells comic books and memorabilia and things like that. And I thought like, oh shit, I really want to buy this movie. That that, and I bought another. Uh, sci-fi film called outland which uh the the tagline is on jupiter he's the only law and it's like this sci-fi high noon movie with sean connery that sounds genuinely terrible it's actually quite good it has like alien <laughs> i am the lord jupiter um it's like a great there's oh like a God. great there's like a great bit in the movie where like sean connery is about to like say something and he's like oh fuck it and he like punches peter boyle and he knocks him out <laughs> The um, how hilarious is it to have Marcel Marceau saying the words Duran Duran? I mean, is that just not the biggest head fuck knowing that? I mean, obviously you have no way of knowing at the time that Duran Duran had become a band, but like you say Duran Duran now, and <laughs> you know. but it's it's so funny. He's called Doctor Ping or something, or Professor Ping. That's <laughs> that's <some> re- <laughs> so, there's so many silly names. It's like um, it's like like John Philip Law plays like. It's like, why are you holding her when he, she was so mean to you earlier? An angel has no memory. That's the last line of the movie. It's, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I do think, I mean, obviously, we have to say to modern audiences, like, yeah, it's kind of a problematic movie on the yeah gender front, let's be honest. Um, but, yeah, it is a, it's a lot of fun. It is. So um, people should watch it. Yeah. I mean, the costumes, they really sort of, like, they re- like the costume design really emphasized, like, around like of course in the sort of places that you know they would all right Andy, let's, let's just leave it there let's let's just leave that to people's imagination and uh, move on yeah i mean they tried to do like sequels to this movie even like robert rodriguez at one point he was trying to do his version of the film with um rose mcgowan and uh robert wade and neil purvis who wrote casino royale and die another day they were tasked to like write a screenplay but um i do not want to see Robert Rodriguez, who's also, let's be honest, got a bit of an eye for, uh, uh, let's just call it like um, a slightly male gaze. Yeah. Uh, and I do not want to see a film, a Barbarella franchise involving him and the guys who wrote Die Another Day. That would be a fucking disaster. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just like looking at it now. They, 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 uh, Gaumont, uh International Television. They announced a pilot for the for a series that was based on the film by Amazon Studios in 2012. That it was going to be written by Purvis and Wade, and it was going to be directed by Danish director Nicholas Vinding Refn. Oh Jesus Christ! So many people who love to just put gratuitous boobs in their films, but also just like um, throw a lot of style and colors at the screen. That's like a perfect film for Nicholas Vinding Refn to do. Yeah, it wouldn't be good, but like it would be. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Nicholas Vending Refn got lucky with Drive. Let's be honest; he's so fucking up his own ass. Um, yeah, I he, mean, he had huge success, but he just didn't really follow through, and he was like, "Fuck it, I'll just do what I want." Yeah, which is never the right answer. Keep working to become a better craftsman. Don't become convinced of your own genius uh, yeah. because that's not that's not the way to go, and you're not. Being, you're not being Orson Welles because he didn't do that either. Uh, yeah. Just 
you know, it's it is it's not big or clever. Uh, in any way, uh, can we go now? Yeah, but I will say I did like Jane Fonda. I tried to end this podcast like three different times, and you keep wanting to talk about Barbarella. <laughs> no, just like. I really like Jane Fonda as an actress, and I think she did a really good job. And her career just excelled after this, and did she did much better work afterwards. And yeah, she still found time to you know protest the war in Vietnam and every other thing, and do workout videos. So yeah. she's, she's never stopped. She's still protesting today. Good for her. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's my recommendation of the day. Do check back next time to see what Adam is going to be recommending. Shell about you Barbarella, Barbarella Dazzle me with rainbow color Fade away the color shade of living Get me up high Teach me to fly Electrify Electrify